You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My favorite people in the world, Locked On Spartans Nation, how on earth are we all doing? Hope you've had a great weekend so far, and thank you for starting your week with, well, hey, me, your host, Matt Sheehan, on Locked On Spartans. Plenty Plenty to talk about today on the show. Uh, we're going to recap everything that happened in the NFL draft, where our Spartans are going. Uh, we also saw another portal entry right before the weekend started. Uh, th- this is a big one in Quaveras Crouch. We're going to talk about that, make some sense of that. And then last but not least, a listener question that mm, talks about that program down the road, but also tying in the NFL draft. So we got like a little... NFL draft sandwich for you right here. We'll start talking about it right now, and then we'll end with it. But before we, you know, get to any of that, uh, just got to do two things. And if you're a listener or a watcher of this uh, podcast or show, you probably already know what they are. One, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast or show on YouTube. If you are have been watching, thank you so much for uh, giving this a shot. Uh, if you could subscribe, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much. And also, number two, uh, if you have any questions comments, concerns, uh, you want to reach out to me, you just want to make fun of me, uh, whatever you got to do, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. So now that those two housekeeping items are over, let's dive right into NFL Draft Talk. Pretty successful weekend for Michigan State, right? I've seen four guys get drafted, especially when a lot of people, uh, myself included, thought that it was only going to be three tops that were going to be selected. And even the guys that got picked... We're picked ahead of where, you know, many had them slated. Like, a great example is right off the top. We'll stop wasting time and talk about our guy, Kenneth Walker. Uh, our, our new favorite team in the NFL could be the Seattle Seahawks, if you love Kenneth Walker that much, because he went 41st overall. 41st overall to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, before the weekend, we went through all the mock drafts, and I think we had six or seven, if not maybe even eight mock drafts to look at. And the highest one that we saw was pick 55. So for him to go in the early 40s, that early in the second round, that's sensational. And I think it's also a good landing spot for him too. Now, will the Seahawks do a lot of winning next season or maybe even the season after that? I, it, it could be tough with the exit of Russell Wilson and just how competitive that division is already. But as far as usage and production and touches that are available for Kenneth Walker... This is a really nice landing spot. Um, Listen, Pete Carroll, who's been with Seattle since like 1981, seemingly, every year, for the most part, there there are some anomalies, but they are a very run-heavy team. They are always in like the upper third, if not even higher, amongst NFL teams that lean a percentage of their plays to the run. And that was even with a great quarterback in Russell Wilson. Next year... I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. It might even be Kenneth Walker. Who's to say? But on a serious note, I think touches are going to be had for the running backs. Because, yes, there already is a running back room in there. And it is Rashad Penny. It has Chris Carson. However, with those two guys, Chris Carson, who's also been there for God knows how long, he's coming off of neck surgery in the offseason. And Rashad Penny, he's also had his injury issues as well. So, if K-9 isn't an instant day one starter, which he very well could be, there will be touches available throughout the year. And also, I believe those two guys that I just named, Penny and Carson, 
they're coming up on contract years, and Seattle's going to be in a spot next year if they don't tidy things up that only one other guy, and it's a guy that's buried very low on the death chart, is going to be the only running back under contract until Kenneth Walker is selected by them. So, yeah, I think it's a great landing spot for Kenneth Walker. There are some people a little critical of the pick just for Seattle's part because you know how it is now in the NFL. They don't value the running back position as much as they did. So to see one picked 41st overall, some people were about that, but also on the contrary for the most part, a lot of Seattle folk, bloggers, podcasters like myself seem pretty happy with the pick. I mean, and how can you not be? Uh, hey, listen, you don't have to talk to MSU fans about why you should be happy about Kenneth Walker. I, we think the world of him. Um, so yeah, that's an awesome landing spot for him. Also, another good landing spot, and uh, this is this solidifies maybe my favorite NFL team. I'm, I'm sorry, Lions. Uh, I was going to say, I, I had fun rooting for you. I actually didn't. But the Vikings, God, I love them because Kirk Cousins, my guy, he's a quarterback over there. And also now, Jalen Naylor in the sixth round with the 191st overall pick goes to Minnesota. Jalen was one of like 95 wide receivers picked in this year's draft. Like it was unbelievable. I think it was something crazy. Like 17 wide receivers were picked in the first three rounds, which set a record. If I botched that stat at all, I know that I'm not too far off from what it actually is, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I, I nailed it right there. Regardless, very wide receiver heavy draft. And it was nice to see Jalen get picked also by a team that didn't use any other picks on wide receiver as well. So he walks into camp as the only wide receiver they drafted. Now, okay, is Jalen going to take Justin Jefferson's spot, or is he going to be gunning for Adam Thielen's throat? Probably not, no, but there is certainly competition in Minnesota to be had for that third wide receiver position, or if not even that fourth wide receiver position. Or, hey, if you want to go all the way down to fifth, we know injuries happen all the time. So, yeah, that, that's a landing spot that you can feel really happy about if you are Jalen Naylor. Uh, or also, if you're a Viking bandwagon fan like myself and you love rooting for Spartans, uh, yeah, there you have it right there. Uh, another really cool draft pick, uh, Connor Hayward, also in the sixth round, just like Jalen Naylor. He was picked at 208th overall. And you've probably already heard it 48,000 times by now, but yes, he is teaming up with his brother, Cam Hayward, who has also been with Pittsburgh for, oh, God knows how long. Uh, a long time. How about that? So, super cool. You get the family connection there. But also, even cooler, is that, yeah, this is, of course, a team that uses a guy like Connor Hayward. I mean, he wasn't going to go to a team that really doesn't kind of use that position. It was either going to be like Pittsburgh or maybe San Fran, perhaps the Patriots. But, yeah. Really great landing spot for Hayward because, uh, like we said, this is a team that uses that position. Like, they use that tight end position a lot, especially in the pass game. I mean, just ask Pat Fryermuth how often he's used in the pass game. Or, also, and this is kind of rare in the NFL, but they use kind of that fullbacky H-back position in Derek Watts. So, we already know this. We saw it all season last year that Connor Hayward is that gadget sort of player that you could just float all over the field. Okay, you need him to block? Yeah, okay, he'll do that. You need him to catch? Sure, yeah, why not? He'll do that. You need to send him on a route? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Just send him out there. Go go on with your bad self. You also need him on special teams? Yeah, I think Connor Hayward can get that done for you as well. So that was nice to see him drafted. I know that some mock drafts had him as an undrafted free agent because they're worried about his size, standing only at 5'11". But just like Mike Tomlin said, 
about Connor Hayward is that, yeah, he's got that Swiss Army knife versatility that they could use all over the field. And after that, I figured, okay, that's it for Michigan State players being drafted. And, yeah, we talked uh, on last week's show that AJR Curie could be one of the first undrafted free agents off the board. You know, this is a kid that did not get one of those coveted NFL Combine invites, but had pretty good measurables and pretty good numbers at MSU's Pro Day. He's six foot seven. He's got a good wingspan. So yeah, like when the draft is over, he'll be one of the first guys taken. Well, how about how about not? How about uh, being one of the last picks of the NFL draft? How awesome for him to hear his name being selected by the Rams in the second to last pick, just one pick away. One pick away from that coveted Mr. Irrelevant spot, which is a very fun uh, draft pick. I always love that little tradition that they do. Um, but yeah, how awesome for AJR Curie to be sent, okay, not just like drafted by any team, but oh, you know, just the reigning Super Bowl champs. And listen, the Rams lost veteran uh, tackle uh, Whitworth, and right now he will most likely be behind uh, Joseph Noteboom or uh, Rob Havenstein. And that's fine for being that late in the in the in the draft. I believe he's the only offensive lineman that the Rams even selected. So yeah, it's going to be a little depth position there, and it's awesome to see his name drafted, especially after all the injury issues he had at Michigan State. Now for undrafted free agents, I want to just say this right now. I'm recording a little early on Sunday. It's almost 2 p.m. on Sunday. So um, if say for example Drew Jordan. Signs on for uh, undrafted free agent. I'm sorry I did not have that here, but of course we'll update you on tomorrow's show. The guys that have signed to teams, though, are Kevin Jarvis. He goes to Detroit. And also, nice little payday to $155,000, guaranteed money to for signing. And also Jacob Panashuk to the Commanders. Now, I gotta say, like Kevin Jarvis, that's a really good spot for Detroit because the interior line could use some, uh, what just like we talked about with AJR Curie, some depth behind that interior offensive line group right there. The Lions have a good offensive line, but behind those guys, because again, hey, injuries happen. That's awesome to have. Now, Jacob Panashuk, defensive end room at Washington is a little crammed, but we saw how talented he is, so would it shock me if he finds his way on the practice squad or even on that 53-man roster? I'd be a little surprised at 53-man roster, but as far as practice squad goes, which... That that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome for him. And last but not least, is that Matt Coglin did get an invite to the Chicago Bears minicamp. Now that's more of like a tryout situation. That's uh, I don't believe any money is attached to that, or if it is, it, it's not as much as Kevin Jarvis got from Detroit. But alas, there is moves being made well beyond the draft for our Michigan State Spartans, and we like seeing that. Uh, there was also a move made on the current Michigan State football side, but uh, we just got to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar before we get to any of that. That's right, Built Bar. We've been talking your year off about Built Bar. For how long? No, really, how long? How long have you been listening to this podcast? Because we've been talking about Built Bar as long as that, and for three good reasons, gang. The first one, we'll start with what it does to your body. Each Built Bar has about 170 calories, just Four grams of net carbs, just four grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. Number two, they treat your taste buds just heavenly. It is like an angel has smacked you right in the tongue when you have a Built Bar. Whether it's their new Built Puffs, like a cinnamony churro, for example, or some of the traditional flavors like peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, toffee almond, 
if I may. They're incredible. Wrapped in chocolate, they're soft, they're chewy, they actually taste like what is on the wrapper, unlike any other protein bar that you've ever had. And third of all, they love saving you money. Go to built.com, smash in promo code LOCKED15. That's right, promo code LOCKED15. And that's going to get you 15% off your first order. One more time, gang, for your first order of Built Bars, go to built.com, smash in promo code LOCKED15, and that'll get you 15% off. That's built.com. And before diving into the roster shakeup of MSU football, hey, just want to thank you all for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Seismic uh, roster shakeup before the weekend. Kind of. What we're absolutely going to get into it is that linebacker, starting linebacker, he played nine games last year. Cuevaris Crouch, he is back into the portal. Of course, that's where Michigan State fished him out of before last season. He was a transfer from Tennessee. And oddly enough, I'm also hearing rumors that Tennessee could very well be the landing spot again, and he's just going to head back down to Knoxville. Anyway, this isn't locked on Vols. This is locked on Spartans. So how does this impact Michigan State, and what was our instant reaction to it? My reaction was, yeah, that sounds about right, which is a crazy kind of thing to say on the surface. Talk about a guy that had 75 tackles last year. He played in nine games before he got hurt at the end of the year. But listen, the fact of the matter is, MSU only got better in the offseason at linebacker through transfers like Jacoby Winman, Aaron Brule. It sure looks like Darius Snow is moving into that linebacker room. You also have returning All American freshman Cal Halliday to the mix. You have Ma'anao Teote. Like, okay, my goodness. And sure, if you want to throw Ben Van Sumeren's name in there too, I don't, listen, I, I don't know where everyone's in the pecking order as far as like Van Sumeren versus Crouch, but that was a crowded room. And it's also a room that saw Crouch maybe go to the bottom of the pecking order one by one. And also, I, you didn't necessarily hear this from me, but I don't necessarily uh, know how the end of the season went last year. I think there was... Some ad-libbing on the field, if you will. Some improvising, if you will. Uh, so maybe sometimes coaches aren't really <laughs> thrilled with that for whatever reason. Regardless, I'm not going to slander the kid the entire time. Great athlete. Did some pretty good things for Michigan State. And uh, also, I, I do have to pay respects to the Michigan Wolverine punter last year that he absolutely blew to smithereens in that game that Michigan State won after a 16-point comeback, if anyone has forgotten. But yeah, he, he had good moments here, but the fact of the matter is that he was pegged down to the second rung of that death chart. If not, maybe even like at the tail end of that two deep. Listen, no matter what MSU does, whether they stay with the two linebacker system or they go to three linebackers, I think the order here is, you know, let's call it Windman, Relay, Snow, Halliday, and then there's Crouch right there. With Ma'a hot on his tail. And with Ben Van Sumer returning too. Again, I'll, I'll throw his name out there as well. Like, writing's kind of on the wall that your playing time is uh, going to not fall off a cliff, but maybe fall off a, like a kitchen counter. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a slight dip here. So, you're Power 5 capable, but man, it's uh, quite something that MSU got talented enough in the offseason where this isn't necessarily, I think, like a, a backbreaker. And of course, um, you know, you get the the fine folk on the internet or the, the talking heads. And I, I, I know it's not a big number. 
And I know that these people probably aren't state fans and probably aren't in tune with what's going on with the program. But the, the comments like, oh, this is not sustainable. How can Mel be doing this all the time? He just got rid of his starting linebacker. <laughs> this is what happens when you always use a transfer portal. Like, we don't have to go out of the way to be this dumb about it. Like, just see that MSU now has, like, probably, let's call it three starting linebackers in Brule, Winman, and Snow that probably have a realistic shot at making the NFL. Now, I'm not going to say they're all top 10 picks or anything like that, but they will all certainly be on NFL radar. So, yeah, the reason this happened isn't for some instability that uh, Mel Tucker has created with his portal swimming. Like, no, he swam in the portal. Michigan State got a lot better at linebacker. And, oh, yeah, Mel Tucker isn't one just to think that everything is okay at a position at any given time. He's always looking to improve, and when improvement happens, I'm sorry, that that, that means it's going to be exit stage left, even to some good players. Like, this is a, it's a good thing. Everyone, not everyone, I'm sorry, I, I should say. The vocal minority wants to cry instability at Michigan State? I, yeah. Oh, how is this good? How is he going to maintain this? How Maintain what? Always getting better at a position and never settling for just good and always trying to go to great and then seeing some people exit because of that? Like, no, I think that's an okay system to have at a school. I don't, call me crazy. I, I kind of like getting better every single offseason and never settling for, you know, mediocrity or even just being good. But, again, hey, I've, I've had crazy takes before. Maybe that's one of them. Um, so right now, too, I'm just going to add this. Uh, Michigan State... They are one over the scholarship limit right now of 85. So they also have one more transfer portal addition they can use. And that deadline has just been crept up on. Um, also, you need two guys to go to use that last transfer portal spot. So right now they're at 86. Two more kids have to go in order for Michigan State to use that last transfer portal spot. So, uh... Yeah, we would love to talk about transfers and everything like that, what they're going to use their last spot on, but unless two kids don't, which I assume they will, I, I think I th- <laughs> the way that we know well Tucker and how the staff works is that, yeah, two kids will be uh, moved to the portal, I believe. Got to wait for that before one can actually be brought on to wrap up another exciting revolving door of an offseason, but a revolving door that, to me, I'll knock on wood, looks to be making Michigan State a tad better right now, so... We're going to get back to NFL draft talk, but actually we're going to switch it up from talk about Michigan State. It'll all make sense here in a little bit. I, I hope it'll make sense. I, I thought it was a good question. So, But first, got to talk to you lovely folk about betonline.net. Woo! If you need any Kentucky Derby bets, please hit me up on Twitter or email Sheehan under... Or, Sheehan. Twitter, Sheehan underscore sports, email LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com because I, there's nothing I love more in life than the Kentucky Derby, and I'm excited to place my wagers. Get back all those uh, dollars that I've uh, lost maybe over the first round of the NBA, uh-oh, uh, from BetOnline.net. But you know what? They make it so fun because it's not just the standard line spreads over-unders. Like the, the props they have, oh, it's magnificent. If you got in on any of the draft props they have, uh, congratulations. I hope you had a hoot and a half. Because uh, I know I did. Because BetOnline is your number one sp- source for all your betting stats and sports info, if I can get the words out of my mouth there. Uh, find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's baseball start to the season and basketball playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today. 
or use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. And let's start this third segment with a listener question. One more time, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us in. We're going back into draft talk, but we're going to go to the school down the road because, hey, listen, there are rivals. And this is a very kind of relevant question to Locked On Spartans. I don't know. I thought it was a fun question. This question comes from Brian. How should us MSU fans that are also Lions fans feel about the Aiden Hutchinson pick at number two? Is there a sour taste in our mouth? Are we going to feel weird about rooting for him on Sundays? And I say we because, okay, like I'm a Lions fan. Right, okay, the, the Vikings are like 1B to me now with Naylor there, Kirk Cousins there. But yes, I unfortunately am a Lions fan. And you can probably hear in the tone of my voice that, no, I don't necessarily have the same passion for them as I do Michigan State. Like, I burn up 99.999% of my emotional energy on any given weekend on Saturdays for the Spartans. By the time the Lions kick off, more times than not, I, I don't really care all that much. But with that said, I will watch. I will technically root for them, I guess. Um, and to see Aiden Hutchinson, of course, you know, Michigan's uh, defensive end get picked at number two. I'm going to be honest. I, I I don't think too much of it. And I think what also helps, the, the, the key here, the key here is what happened on October 30th last year. Yeah, winning that game certainly helps. Let's say that Thorne's leg wasn't down, and he does fumble it, and Aiden Hutchinson jumps on the ball in the end zone, and they're up. Way too many points now. Things are going completely sideways, and oh my god, Michigan just won this game. They beat us by like 28 points. This is horrible, and he's a big reason this happened. Like, no, I I would have a pretty sour taste in my mouth and probably start looking to move my fanhood full-time from the Lions all the way to the Vikings or the Seahawks or some other team that's not the Lions, but... Winning that game, I, I I can't be too bothered with it. And I get it. They went on to win the Big Ten Championship and, and all that fun stuff. They beat Ohio State. They had a great season. But, like, I, my team took care of their job. I, don't, I, I like to just worry about what MSU does for the most part. Now, am I perfect with that? No, of course not. But, um, yeah, listen, I also think it, it's a good pick for the Lions. I think that Aiden Hutchinson is a good player. I maybe should have said that quieter so no one else heard me. But, yeah, that's a fine pick. For the Lions, so yeah, if he's you know generating sacks and they, they pan to someone in the audience that has his uh, number ninety-seven jersey, I believe it was at Michigan, you know, just rooting. I'm not going to be too moved, honestly. All I'm going to think about when they talk about his Michigan days is that still couldn't beat the Michigan State Spartans and uh, lost out on Paul Bunyan, not just his last year, but the last two years as well. Because let's remember Mel Tucker two and zero against the Wolverines. So no, it, it's kind of like how I. Instantly looked, like instantly looked at right after the Duke-MSU game in 2019. You know, the one that uh, MSU won to go to the Final Four. We we know, we're, we're, okay, we thought back then that we were going to see Zion highlights the rest of our life because it was true that this guy's a specimen. He's a great player. Now what happens the rest of his NBA career? Yeah, it's been sputtering, so I don't know how many replays we will see. Hopefully a lot because I like him. And that's the thing. It's like I could watch Zion and not feel salty about anything you know like it's it, it's good it's good to see Zion play because as awesome as he does whenever he does play if he does ever play again who knows whenever he's killing it out there I'm always gonna think that hey, Michigan State beat that team and oh uh, yeah also two other draft picks so it's just one of those things um 
But yeah, it definitely cuts a little different when the guy will played for Michigan. I know that everyone hates Duke, but yeah, we all know that the Michigan hatred cuts a little deep here. But w- will it cut deep enough for me to hope that he like busts both ACLs and never gets a sack his entire career in Detroit? Like, no, no, I'll I'll be. I'll be rooting for him. Am I going to get his jersey or anything like that? Like, am I ever going to say he's my favorite player in the Lions? Like, hell no. Like, let, let's not get too carried away here. But long story short, and I, I've i already made a long story of it, but the, the shorter version is like, nah. Nah, I, I hope he does well because any time that college highlights are shown on the NFL Sunday or anything like that, I, you let it be known, none of those highlights are going to be about Aiden Hutchinson beating those Michigan State Spartans. So, uh, and that's that's all I care about as a, a diehard, diehard maybe too passionate of a state fan uh, to the point where it might be a sickness, but who's to say? So that's kind of where I stand on the whole thing. So Aiden, I know you're listening right now. Come on. Everyone listens to Lockdown Spartans. Good luck in Detroit. Uh, and yeah, so uh, go, go get them. There you go. Woo. Yeah. Uh, gang, thank you so much for kicking off your week with Lockdown Spartans here. You guys are all the best. Thank you so much for sticking with us during the off season here. Uh, again, at LockdownSpartans at gmail.com. If you want to reach out, We'll have a full slate of shows for the most part this week. Uh, I think it's Wednesday. I don't believe we're going to have a show. And if it's not Wednesday, it'll be Thursday. Um, so just for the heads up for that, we're only going to have four this week. Just want to give you ample heads up on that. I'll be traveling either one of those two days. And it's a whole thing. You know how it be. So, uh, yeah. But until then, thank you so much for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. Now, go make Locked on Big Ten. That's right. Locked on Big Ten your second listen. Uh, I'm actually on this show once a week uh, on Fridays. I appear with my guy Nate Dickinson, but the rest of the week he breaks down the whole conference for you, does it all. Whether it's former conference players in the pros, what's going on in everyone's offseason transfer portal, yada yada yada. Hit him up. Locked on Big Ten with Nate Dickinson, free and available where you find folks. Get your podcast. Love you all. Go Green.